Thank you for downloading this episode of our podcast. Hi, and welcome to the podcast for Solomon Staircase Masonic Lodge number 357, where we talk about all things related with Freemasonry, including Hermetic teachings, philosophy, reason, spirituality, and much more. We're located in Buena Park, Southern California. Tune in as we continue to update our podcast with informative talks and articles for Masons worldwide and those who would like to inquire within. Chapter 9. The Legend of Lamech's Sons and the Pillars The traditional history of Masonry now begins in the Legend of the Craft with an account of the three sons of Lamech to whom is credited the discovery of all sciences. But the most interesting part of the legend is that in which the story is told of two pillars erected by these sons and on which they had inscribed the discoveries they had made, so that after the threatened destruction of the world, the knowledge which they had gained might be handed on to the human race after the flood. This story is not mentioned in the Bible, but is first related by Josephus in the following words. They also, the posterity of Seth, were the inventors of that peculiar sort of wisdom which is concerned with the heavenly bodies in their order, and that their inventions might not be lost before they were sufficiently known upon Adam's prediction that the world was to be destroyed at one time by the force of fire and another by the violence and quantity of water, they made two pillars, the one of brick and the other of stone, They inscribed their discoveries on them both, that in case the pillar of brick should be destroyed by the flood, the pillar of stone might remain and exhibit those discoveries to mankind, and also informed them that there was another pillar of brick erected by them. Now this remains in the land of Syria to this day. Although this traditional report has received scarcely any respect from scholars, and Josephus has been accused either of incredible audacity or frivolous credulity, Still, it has formed the foundation on which the Masonic legend of the pillars has been erected. But in passing from the Jewish historian to the legend maker of the craft, the form of the story has been altered in some degree. In Josephus, the setting up of the pillars is credited to the descendants of Seth, and the legend to the children of Lamech. How did this important change arise? The Dowland and later manuscripts cite the fourth chapter of Genesis as authority for the legend. Genesis makes no mention of these pillars. But in the Cook Manuscript, which is of an earlier date to the Dowling Manuscript, we can trace the true source of the legend in its Masonic form, something which could not be done until that manuscript was published. To the Cook Manuscript has been accorded the date of 1450. It differs materially in form and substance from the Hallowell Manuscript, which preceded it by a century, and is the first of the old constitutions in which anything like the present form of the legend appears. The way in which the legend of Lamech is treated by it enables us to discover the true source whence this part of the legend of the craft was derived. It must be remarked in the first place that the Hallowell poem, the earliest of the old manuscripts, the date of which is not later than the close of the 14th century, has no reference to this legend of Lamech and his children. The Cook manuscript is the first one in which we find the details. The Cook Manuscript is assigned, as has been said before, to the end of the 15th century, about the year 1450. In it, the legend of the pillars is given, from lines 253 to 284, in the following words. And these three brethren, the sons of Lamech, aforesaid had knowledge that God would take the vengeance for sin other by fire or water, and they had greater care how they might do to saw the science that they found, and they took their counsel together 
and by all their wits they said they were for manner of stone of such virtue that the one would never burn, and that stone is called marble, and that other stone that would not sink in water, and that stone is named Latris, and they devised to write all the science that they had found in this four stones, if that God would take vengeance by fire that the marble should not burn. And if God send vengeance by water, then the other should not drown. And so they prayed her elder brother Jobal that he would make the pillars of these stones, that is to say of marble and of laterus, and that he would write in the pillars all the sciences and craft that all they had found, and so he did. Comparing this legend with the passage that has been cited from Josephus, it is evident that the legend maker had not derived his story from the Jewish historian. The latter credits the building of the pillars to the children of Seth, while the former says that it was done by the children of Lamech. How are we to explain this change in form of the legend? We can only solve the problem by referring to a work almost of the same time with the writer of the legend. Ranulf Higdon, a Benedictine monk of St. Werburgh's Abbey in Chester, who died in the latter half of the 14th century, wrote a universal history completed to his own times under the title of Polychronicon. The Polychronicon was written in the Latin language, but was translated into English by Sir John Trevisa. This translation, with several changes in the wording, was published in London by William Caxton in 1482, about ten years before the date of the Cook Manuscript. With this work, the compiler of the legend of the Cook Manuscript appears to have been familiar. He often quotes it as an authority for his claims. Thus he says, Ye shall understand that among all the crafts of the world, of man's craft, masonry hath the most notability, and most part of this science geometry, as his noted and said in storyall, as in the Bible and in the Master of Stories, and in Polychronico, a chronicle pude. Now there's a footnote here for that last paragraph. It says, Brother Matthew Cook, in editing this manuscript, took the last word to mean printed. Brother Gold, in his History of Freemasonry, Volume 1, Chapter 2, held the word to be penned, because he read it as P-apostrophe-N-Y-D. Both brothers, G.W. Speth and W.J. Hugan, in their comments, prefer proved. They, finding the spelling to be P-apostrophe-U-I-D, and when given in full, to be prood. Now, the legend of Lamech's children is thus given in Caxton's edition of the translation of Higdon's Polychronicon. Came Adam's first son begat Anak. He gate Irad. He gate Meneel. He gate Matusal. He gate Lameth. This Lameth took twain wives, Ada and Sela, and gate twain sons on Ada. Iabel, that was fader of them that woned in tents and in palons and Tubal, that was fader of organist and of harpers. And Lameth, Gaton Sela Tubal Cain, that was a smith working with hammer, and his sister Noma, she found first weighing craft. Josephus, Jabel, ordained first flocks of beasts and marks to know one from another, and departed kids from lambs and young from the old. Petrus Tubal Cain found first smith's craft. Tubal had great linkage to hear the hammer sewn, and so he used them moke in the accord of melody, but he was not finder of the instruments of music, for they were found long afterward. 
The reader will at once see where the author of the legend in the Cook manuscript got his information about the family of Lamech, and it will be equally plain that the later writers of the old constitutions took the general tone of their legend from this manuscript. The Polychronicon, after saying that music was discovered by Pythagoras, proceeds to comment upon the wickedness of the mankind that followed the time of Seth, and repeats the Bible story of the intermarriage of the sons of God and the daughters of men, which he explains as meaning the sons of Seth and the daughters of Cain. And then comes the following passage, Josephus. That time men wiced as Adam and said that they should be destroyed by fire or else by water. Therefore, books that they had made by grit, trowel, and study, he closed them in two great pilers made of marble and of brent tile, in a pilar of marble for water and in a pilar of tile for fire. For it should be solved by that manner to help of mankind. Men saith that the pilar of stone escaped the flood and yet is in Syria. Here we find the origin of the story of the two pillars as told in the legend of the craft, but how can we account for the change of the builders of these pillars from the children of Seth, as stated in Josephus, and from him in the Polychronicon, to the children of Lamech, as it is given in the legend? By the phrase, that time men weist, or at that time men knew, with which Trevisa begins his translation of that part of Higdon's work, he referred to the time of the same period with that of the children of Seth, of whom he had just been speaking. But the writer of the legend engaged in telling his story of the invention of the sciences by the children of Lamech, and thus having his attention closely directed to the doings of that family, passed over carelessly or omitted to notice the item concerning the descendants of Seth, which had been inserted by the author of the Polychronicon. And his eye, catching the account of the pillars a little farther on, he applied the expression, that time, not to the descendants of Seth, but to the children of Lamech, and thus gave the Masonic version of the legend. We may call this crediting of the pillars to the children of Lamech a Masonic version, because it is now contained only in the legend of the craft. Those who do not reject the story altogether as a myth, preferring the account given by Josephus. But in fact, the error of misunderstanding Josephus occurred long before the legend of the craft was written, and was done by one of the most learned men of the age. St. Isidore, Bishop of Seville, who died in the year 636, was the author of many works in the Latin language on theology, philosophy, history, and philology. Among other books written by him was a chronicon, or chronicle, in which the following passage occurs, where he is treating of Lamech. In the year of the world, 1642, Lamech, being 190 years old, begat Noah, who in the 500th year of his age is commanded by the divine oracle to build the ark, in these times, as Josephus relates, these men, knowing that they would be destroyed either by fire or water, inscribed their knowledge upon two columns made of brick and of stone, so that the memory of those things which they had wisely discovered might not be lost. Of these columns, the stone one is said to have escaped the flood and to still be remaining in Syria. It is very evident that in some way the learned bishop of Seville had misunderstood the passage of Josephus, and that to him the sons of Lamech are indebted for the honor of being considered the constructors of the pillars. The phrase, his temporaribus, in these times, clearly refers to the times of Lamech. It is doubtful whether the author of the legend of the craft was acquainted with the works of Isidore, or had read this passage. His etymologies are repeatedly cited in the Cook manuscript, but it is through Higdon, whose Polychronicon contains many quotations from the Libri Etymologiarium of the Spanish bishop and saint. 
but we may fairly assume that the legend maker got his ideas from the Polychronicon in the method here described. A new legend has more recently been introduced into masonry, in which the building of these pillars is said to be by Enoch. But this legend, which is supposed to have been the invention of the Chevalier Ramsey, is altogether modern and has no connection with the legend of the craft. By borrowing the story of the pillars from Josephus through the Polychronicon, though they have made some confusion in telling of the events, the old operative masons were simply setting into their legend of the craft a myth which had been universal among the ancient nations, for all of them had their memorial columns. Sesostris, the great Egyptian king and conqueror, sometimes called Sethos or Seth, and who Wiston thinks has been confounded by Josephus with the Adamic Seth, erected pillars as monuments of his victories in all the countries which he conquered. The Polychronicon, with which we see that the old Freemasons were familiar, had told them that Zoroastris, king of Bactria, had written or engraved the seven liberal arts and sciences on fourteen pillars, seven of brass and seven of brick. Hercules was said to have placed at the Straits of Gades two pillars to show the later peoples how far he had gone with his conquest. In conclusion, it should be observed that the story of the pillars as inserted into the legend of the craft has exerted no influence on the modern rituals of Freemasonry and is never referred to in any of the ceremonies of ancient craft masonry. The more recent legend of the pillars of Enoch belongs entirely to the higher and more modern degrees. The only pillars mentioned in the foundation degrees are those of Solomon's temple, but these develop so important a part of symbolism of the institution as to demand our further study. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a comment. We enjoy hearing from our listeners. If you really like what you heard, share this podcast with your friends and lodge members. Visit us online at solomonstaircase.org.